0: With your hosts, Cutt, Gary Mark, and Todd Brown. All right, Adam. What crimes the, that are true?
1: What's the what's the topic today? Should we? Should... Yeah, sorry. Welcome. To Pretty scary. Pretty scary. Boo. Okay, here Pretty we. Pretty scary. Boo. This topic is so gnarly. Well. I just—it's what I, I know this is, its what everyone's doing. I've literally doing. never said this on the show. I've said this about segments of episodes. Uh huh. This whole episode is gnarly.
0: Well, of course, because we're 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 doing what all the all the sites and outlets are doing these days. The decade is coming to an end, so we're doing a, a roundup. It's a roundup of the 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 most shocking crimes of the decade. Let's just start, and uh, we're we're counting down twenty. I mean, because one, I mean, how can I limit it to ten? But also, the more entries we have, the less time we yeah, have to spend talking I loved, about each one. I
1: loved that thought. I, when I saw that come through, I was like, "That good job, Adam!" Like, because I, you're right. It's I, I looked at the list, and I was like overwhelmed.
0: Yeah. Like we wouldn't want, like we're not going to spend 10 minutes on each one and make this a 200 minute episode, which is sort of how the conspiracy one shook out. But I promise. Cause so, this is a little more, ble- well, there, just start. The world is on fire. That's it. It is. And it isn't, but just start. Let's it, just, it, but it is, it it is. And it isn't, I mean, it isn't. Ugh. Hey, remember the body shooting in 2015? <sighs> That's uh, the, the mass shootings are a thing like this list could have been all mass shootings or all police killings could have uh, dominated yeah. this list. There have been so many of both of those. So, uh, uh,
1: but I know why you put this one on here because, okay, I think that this, this event is specifically important because it happened somewhere other than America.
0: Yes. And involved guns and involved an
1: American band.
0: Yes. An American band uh, lead singer was kind of an asshole after it happened. Yeah. Remember that? He was like, where's your strict gun laws now, France? Yeah. And it's like, Jesus, dude. Yeah.
1: yeah. if anything, Several of
0: your fans were just slaughtered. Can you take well, it easy?
1: Okay, but also, he probably went through a level of trauma that you and I can't comprehend. And you can't expect, this is the problem yeah. with social media. I mean, in general. And this is, this to me, this personally is my biggest problem with it. And it's that we expect everybody to be at their best for some reason. It's not even that we expect it. It's just we are unconsciously assuming that people are at their full faculty when they are shooting this stuff out on the internet. And one of the things that I really liked about what we talked about in Doc Jams um, was when we talked when we were discussing. I think we're alone now. The reason why that documentary is so important is because it you know it shows that you know not everybody had was Delta full car, deck of cards and right. And they are, these people are online, right? They're doing their thing. And then also you've got people that are coming off of trauma. And in his case, and I don't know his name. I just know, you know, the band and everything. But in his case, he literally had a front row seat to something and a physical perspective of something that nobody has ever had. Right. Nobody has ever seen what that guy saw. Right. Period. (laughs) And that's not going to not affect you. That's that's going to mess you up and you are not going to be your best.
0: What's frustrating about that argument to me from a true crime standpoint is we never, ever, 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 ever as uh, a true crime community, we never take that explanation when it's someone whose loved one has just died. If those people are too calm, we will convict them for being too calm. And the media will do like Nancy well, I mean, Grace I has sent like I so many people to prison feel, because they didn't cry enough in their police interview. Well,
1: I, I feel like you're saying that it's it's just the it's the opposite side of the same coin. You're unsatisfied with the fact that he didn't have it together.
0: I'm I'm just saying I get that. There's no, I'm I'm expressing my frustration with the fact that we make that argument for. People like this guy, because yeah, he saw some terrible shit. Hundreds of people saw terrible shit that night, right? And most of them didn't use it as an opportunity to shit on France for having strong gun laws. And I get that we give him a pass, but like, I get why we can give him a pass. But I feel like in the the true crime application of that, we see the opposite, where we don't accept that. Oh well, maybe this person's acting weird because they've just been through an unspeakable tragedy, as opposed to why isn't that guy acting the way I would if my wife was murdered?
1: Well, I think when you're saying we were talking about other people on the internet, I right, I don't yeah. I
0: don't no, I'm talking about like the like I guess that the,
1: I'm I'm even more confused about your argument because then it's like people on the internet are unsatisfied with his where's your gun law France situation, and people on the internet are just as frustrated with this stoic Scott Peterson guy. <laughs> like it's the, it's the people on the internet thing that it's exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. which is like, we're expecting everyone to be right that's at what their I'm best saying. and it's just not happening. Yeah. And, and I think that after a trauma, unfortunately, you know, it's really interesting. I have a friend who will never listen to the show. Thank God. Um, And she's just made a lot of annoying choices with her life. Like she used to be really cool. And then she married a douchebag, refuses to admit that he's a douchebag now lives in Temecula. Oh, Jesus has fixed everything. Right. Had a very traumatic life, has never been to therapy, has now joined a wellness cult. Doesn't understand. She's in a multi-level marketing scam. It's very hard to watch on the outside. Fine. And her family's garbage. Like, And I can say that because my family's garbage. So if you've got, if you can spot it, you got it. Like, I know what I'm looking at. And her mother, tragically, who is, was a terrible mother, awful mom to this woman, died in a car accident last week. Yeesh. And my friend, God bless her, is very confused about the fact that her family isn't handling this well. And it's like, and I'm... I just want to say to her, like, okay, you've got bad people grieving. That's never a good combination. Like, right. this is, like, the worst combination that you can possibly come up with. And what's baffling to me is how confused she is. Yeah. And then I remember that she's, like, self-medicating with religion and babies. And right. so I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> I got it. But what I'm saying is, like, when that happened, I'll never forget the moment it happened because I was working at a very conservative Christian company. I mean, their whole brand is literally like a conservative buzzword like it's you know what they do and I got up and I walked into the owner's office and I said did you see what's happening in Paris and the first thing he said was see it happens in places where they don't have guns To like it just was the first thing he said that was the most important thing that he could think to say in this moment and I was so heartbroken because literally a like a year prior I had been in Paris on my honeymoon yeah And I just think Paris is one of the most beautiful places in the world. It's just, you know, really unpopular uh, out of left field opinion. Yeah. Right? I mean, nobody says this.
0: The opinions of Caitlin Cut do not necessarily (laughs) represent those. Are pretty scary. (laughs) We hate France.
1: Fuck them. And then a week later, you know, what's his name? The lead singer came out and said the same thing. And I was like, this is so... I was just fascinated by that response more yeah. than annoyed by it because it was like we don't know what to do with it we still don't know what to do with mass shootings yeah and we make it political and that's fine you can make it as political as you want but i don't think anything is going to solve this i think mass shootings are always going to happen now i i, yeah, I really mass, do.
0: mass shootings are are going to happen before we like the the one thing i do think would help with mass shootings is if schools especially took the approach the post office took yeah uh where the post office was like Oh, here's an idea. What if we just put a person in each post office whose job is to go, you might become a mass shooter. How about we sit down and talk about it? Right. And fucking mass shootings at post office fell off a cliff. I think that's going to that happen. I, and I, I, I do, feel like 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 we need those people monitoring the Internet.
1: Well, look at that. There was that one janitor recently who just like I don't even know if he was a janitor actually, but there was a guy who just spotted this kid with a gun and yeah. fucking hugged him.
0: Right. He hugged him. Yeah, Boston used to have a, they had this program, they had this big problem with uh, youth homicides, Mm. and their solution was this outreach program where they would just identify kids who might uh, be at risk for getting involved in that, and just talk to them. And youth homicides fell by like 85%, and Mm. then they got like a Republican governor who was like, slash the budget, and they... Yeah. Killed that and now homicides are back up. Speaking of that, number 19. Woohoo, moving up this list. The murder of rapper Extentacion. Notable to me in that. <laughs> I was
1: going to say, like, this is definitely, this has some Adam DNA right here. Well, because you have to understand, in my world, other than you did not register.
0: Well, see, that's the, I think that really speaks to, uh, I don't know what divide it is, but. It's an algorithm. But, well, not just that, but you hear the name Extentacion and you're like, mm, who the fuck is this? The day after he died, he broke Taylor Swift's single day streaming record on Spotify. Wow. He, is, he was huge. Mm. And, but, I mean, he was a rapper and you don't listen to rap music. And he was also a huge piece of shit. Okay. He uh beat his pregnant girlfriend at one point. I'm glad I don't I, know I, about this person. Yeah, he was he was not a good dude and his murder what was what stood out about it to me is it was a rap murder that was solved. That I do remember. But because he was a huge piece of shit, people are like, "Thanks cops. This is the one you solve. Cool." <laughs> what a weird reaction. Now, I mean, no one had that reaction. Oh, that's that's okay. me making that reaction oh, up in my head, but I did think it was like.
1: Well, cops solve murders all the like, time.
0: <laughs> but not rap murders. Right, not rap murders. Like, we've done, we did a whole episode was, about he, unsolved rap murders. Do you think it
1: was his grossness that, like, basically l- led to the whole rap community being like, yeah, you can have this
0: one? It, well, I mean, there were still people who were sad. I Obviously, know, but, but that's not my yeah, question. I, I mean,
1: like, cause I mean, pieces of shit die every day and there are people that are going to miss them. And I think, I mean, I literally watched the documentary of people visiting Charles Manson's body. I mean, that, yeah. Um, so it happens. Right. Um, but yeah, my question is, was he such, was he problematic even within the crazy wild West world of hip hop music that everyone was like, Kinda. we're, we're not going to get in the way of you just <laughs> figuring this out.
0: Yeah, and it was also the way the murder happened. Like, the two people who shot him walked into the store he was in and bought masks at the store. Oh, well. And then robbed him. I don't
1: even know if you can cover that up. In the
0: parking lot. There's surveillance of them walking past him in the store and shooting him a look like, oh, we're going to rob that guy. And then they go to the register and buy ski masks and then rob him right in the parking lot. Did they pay with cash or credit? Uh, Probably credit. Even better. Yeah. I hope that's what it was. That'd be great. But all on surveillance. So So, like it would be crazy if it wasn't solved. This
1: is a significant case simply because it's a really great debunking of fail to plan, plan to fail. Because they had a plan. Yeah. (laughs) It was a bad one. Just
0: a very, very bad I hate those, those
1: sweeping, like, you know, everybody's kind of, and I'm one of them, you know, You know, I'm gonna actualize. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna manifest, right? And all you need is a plan. All you need, you just need a plan. You gotta stick to it. There are so many cases in history where that has not helped humanity.
0: As famous philosopher Mike Tyson once said, Mm. "Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face." That's so good. It is. That's a lower back tattoo. That well, that was Mike Tyson's whole thing. Everyone they had an idea for how they were gonna beat him because his arms were short. Like he always had reach, but he's like. Let me punch you one time and see yeah, if that show plan holds. Yeah, let me show holds.
1: you. That's such a great quote. It
0: is? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah, everyone has a Everyone has a plan until you've expedited the, the turnover <laughs> in your murder plan is a right. little, little too tight.
0: Uh, number 18, the Watts family murder. What's shocking about <laughs> this one to me is that dudes think they can still get away with this in 2019. Watch your true crime shows.
1: I don't... Th- I think he... I think he snapped. I don't think. He, I, I think. He what do planned, you think of his
0: his claim that she strangled the kids and then he killed her? No. Yeah.
1: I think. She, okay. All right. Here's where the internet, internet gets mad at Caitlin. Um. And actually, it ties Woo! it ties back into a really great episode of Sword and Scales. Uh, Sword and Scales. Sword, Sword and Scale did a a really really in depth deep dive on the Watts case, and she was very much the monster version of a social media mom like yeah obsessed constantly streaming constantly posting and I think that you know something that I've heard before and it's you know in the true crime community is a very important thing to remember when when people murder for the most part it's for the first time and I know I've said this on the show
0: before yeah
1: so I don't I think he planned to kill his wife I think the kids walked in while it was happening and that's what happened yeah. I think it just escalated from there. And
0: you think it, he planned to kill? Because just the time it happened makes it feel like I
1: think he had like an, an I think he wanted thing. to kill his wife. Is my point. I, I yeah. don't know that he sat down and you know put thirty right. plan together, but see, clear.
0: I think clearly. He I think he didn't had thought a,
1: about killing his wife a lot. Because your
0: your plan would not be all right. No. when her friend yeah, drops no, her right. off at one forty eight in the morning. Right, right, I'm going right. to strike.
1: Yeah, I just think. I think people underestimate um, their own, they, they overestimate their ability to handle stressful situations in marriage a, yeah. a lot. And um, nobody wants to believe that they are this kind of a person. Right. And even like the biggest pieces of shit on the planet don't grow up imagining unless they are truly crazy, which he wasn't. He's just a bad guy. There's a difference between being like an evil person and being a bad person. Right. And I think he's a bad person. I think it's a terrible thing to kill your kids. I think it—it's a very confusing statement. But I think he snapped. Yeah. And
0: that's he, what it seems like and to me.
1: He was a terrible liar.
0: Right. Like
1: in the press conference or the interview that he gave. It's like you're like nobody would believe this person at all.
0: Yeah. With anything, yeah, that was that was really the shocking part to me. Like, if you snapped and killed your wife, like it's 2019, bub, you're just gonna have to say you did that. Like, but again, back you can to, hide I that body wherever you want.
1: I don't think he saw himself as a murderer.
0: Yeah, I think be. I think
1: a lot of people that get themselves in those situations have a, an identity crisis, which is appropriate in that moment. But it's the, it is like you know, because on top of that, I think about this a lot now. You know, you murdered your wife. Also, now your wife's dead. Right. Those are two separate things that you have to process, right? And he might have been a person that's like, I can't raise a family without my wife. Like, I can't do this without her. So now I'm just going to keep going. I don't know. I don't know. This is me completely speculating. But but I don't think he saw himself as a murderer.
0: No, clearly. Clearly So he just kept lying. Yeah. Not a good liar.
1: No one else will see it either.
0: (laughs) He was a bad liar. Number 17. This one's a little more lighthearted because I don't know if there's even... There's. It's never been determined that there was a crime. I'm happy
1: that there is a break. Go ahead. The death of Elisa Lamb. It's my favorite
0: death of the last 10 years for sure. It's so weird. There's, there's no other way
1: for me to say that. It's my favorite case.
0: Yeah, and it. there's documentaries about it. There's. It, it happened at a historic place where a lot of famous murders and deaths have happened. So if you're
1: listening to this and you don't know... I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows who Chris Watts is, so that that we didn't need to recap. But Elisa right. lamb, you might not know. So she was a Canadian student that decided to hashtag live her best life and right. visit Los Angeles, and ended up staying in a in the Cecil Hotel, which is has just look it up. It has an insane track record of. Serial killers staying there and people dying in the hotel. There is a season
0: of American horror story based on the Cecil Hotel. It's
1: it's a bad place. It It really is. It is is. a bad place. It's
0: closed down now. They're like reopening it
1: yeah i mean it's gonna it's it is like the shining like there's something it's a sick place there's something wrong with it and so on top of all of this like history that she of this place that she stayed in she um had also stopped taking medication so we know that she was on several antidepressants and i think an antipsychotic i can't remember i can't remember so don't quote me on that look it up um but she wasn't on medication at the time and you can have A real episode, depending, especially if, anyway, this is, I'm not a doctor. Right. So don't listen to me. But if you just abruptly start to stop taking certain medications, you can have a full psychotic break. You just, you can. Yeah. Anyway, she left her room, walked into an elevator. This is the part that spooks me out. Yes. She's clearly, she feels someone is following her. Like it's very obvious from her body language and what she does that somebody from this closed circuit footage that we have she's she's being followed by something she steps in the elevator steps back out of the elevator steps back in the elevator and for me the creepiest part is that the door the elevator doors never close it stays open well
0: i i think it's because she was stepping in and out in the but this
1: is an old hotel see this is the thing i've heard this before but like if you've been to an old building in los angeles you don't have elevators like that. They aren't retrofitted in that way.
0: This yeah, is,
1: she's that that building is one of the in one of the oldest places in Los Angeles. Right. That is not like.
0: Yeah, the door not closing is weird.
1: I mean, I um, understand that there are explanations for it. Yeah, but it's a long. There's a video. It's like eight minutes long. It's a long time. Right. For an elevator to just be chilling, and it was late at night. However, it's in a hotel where people are living. Yeah. So this is a hotel that's hopping. Like this is this is a transient population, so there's no way you could tell me that that elevator wasn't needed or used in that time. Right. So that's the other thing that I think about. Like nobody is using this elevator. Yeah. I don't believe that. This is like it. It was it was a it was a hotel slash extended stay slash um hostel.
0: Right. So, <laughs> so- yeah, it's it's all weird. and then the way she dies, they find her in a water tank that latches from the outside
1: completely naked right and the way they found her was that residents of a hotel were complaining that the water tasted
0: funny the thing about the latch though i i haven't so explain the latch well i haven't i haven't seen the latch but the the tank she was in it wasn't padlocked or anything from the outside but uh, apparently the latch was closed but i know there have been like kids who've died because they've gotten in like trunks or containers that have a latch and when you let that door slam the latch just uh engages itself right so i could see the latch like that having been the because god even if someone killed her to carry her up that ladder and drop her in there there's so many
1: things it's a lot like the staircase <laughs> like there are just yeah. too many weird and john benet ramsey it is one of those cases where there are just certain things that are in place that are like it you want to explain it away with mental illness you want to explain yeah. it away with um somebody murdered her but it, either way it just gets very confusing yeah it's my favorite
0: it was pretty great uh one of my not favorite number 16 todd Kohlhepp. Remember this fucking
1: Yeah, give guy. Give, his, give a summary for people who not know. He was
0: the the guy uh basically he was found out and caught because police found a woman chained up inside a shipping container on his property. And they found her there because This is my worst nightmare. Her last Yeah, her last social media post said she was going to this place with her boyfriend and it turns out To
1: look for a car.
0: Right. And it turns out an argument of some sort ensued, and Todd Colehep shot her boyfriend in front of her, and then chained her up in the shipping container. And police find her, and we later find out that he's also responsible for this unsolved murder that happened at this motorcycle shop. And what's terrifying about Todd Colehep to me is how normal he otherwise was. He like Jesse Ventura used to do a show called uh, Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And he talked about the first meeting he had with CIA agents. Yeah. And he was like, they look like your cousin. They look like your your guy, the guy you work with. They look like the cashier at a grocery store. Like, you will not see the CIA coming. Right. And you wouldn't see Todd Kohlhepp coming. No. Like, that murder he pulled off in that bike shop was brazen as fuck. And the reason he got away with it is who would suspect he did it? Right. There was no no reason cuz he was just a normal dude this a is real estate exactly agent. exactly why I
1: wanted to be in the CIA.
0: I oh, would yeah. be
1: such a good CIA agent. Apart from the past that I this the fact that I have podcasts, but at this point it's never going to happen. But I would I would be a great CIA agent because yeah. nobody would think I was in the CIA in a million years.
0: No, but you are. There is that. Right, right. There
1: is that. I the level of organization that this man executed was keeping this woman is so scary. And it is. every time they find a woman in one of these containers, I am reminded that there is a woman trapped in a container right now.
0: Oh, for sure. Or in a basement or in a <laughs> shed.
1: I'll never forget this one time when Elizabeth Smart got, when they found Elizabeth Smart, I was working at this place and this woman was like, Can, Isn't it scary that like these crimes are starting to crop up? And I'm like, A, she's been kept for 15 years. B, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like they're just being kept. They're women being. Like the Ohio house. Yeah. Those four women. Oh, my God. So right now, just God, see did, something, say something, guys. Like these I people.
0: I forgot about I don't think I even put that on the list.
1: Well, we touched. I mean, honestly, like. Yeah. I will say in the last 10 years, there have been more of these, these people caught, thank God. And, you know.
0: I wonder what that is. I wonder
1: how. It's cell phones.
0: Yeah. Probably cell phones.
1: It's cell phones. And it's, I also think that it's the instinct of people to. F- for people to capture and share something first, yeah, I think that's helping in a weird way. Oh, I yeah. think that people are looking for viral content that comes from them.
0: Well, it's definitely what has, uh, and don't worry, listeners, we'll get to some. But it's definitely what has made police violence uh, a more, yeah, noticeable thing because, like, fuck the police. That song is. What, twenty years old? Right. And people are like, where's now, this coming from? Or, no, thirty years old. It's it came 30. out in eighty-nine. It's thirty. And like that was that predated the Rodney King thing. Yeah. So it stands to reason that even if you haven't heard anyone officially tell you this, police violence in especially that part of LA and other uh, communities around the country that are having similar problems in terms of poverty, no jobs, drugs. Police violence has been off the charts in those areas forever. And it's just been phones. It's phones. So that's
1: that's why I think, you know, I think it's a part of it. I think that it's also once people know that this is a thing, they're looking for it. Like the reason why those women in Ohio were found was because there was a guy, I can't remember if it was like a grub hub thing or somebody was delivering food and just like knew something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't suspect it if you didn't know it was possible. Right. So that's the other thing. Like, it's just now we know it's real. Yeah. So I think that's also helping. But in this woman's case, it was the fact that he, that Todd went on her boyfriend's Facebook account and was like interacting as him. Yeah. And that's, that's what happened. That's where he messed up because people are like, well, she's missing. Well, where has he been posting from? And then they found her.
0: Yeah. So Learn about location features. Todd Cole, Jesus Christ. Number 15, the McStay family. Remember them? <sighs> Yes, This one was fascinating for the time it was open. It happened in 2010. This family uh, just disappeared. And their car eventually was found in a parking lot near the Mexican border. Mm -hmm. And I remember at one point there was this surveillance video of a family crossing the border. And people were like, did they just go to Mexico and leave? Like, could that be? But no, then it turned out to be a really almost garden variety murder the guy's business partner Yep, had financial problems, gotten a dispute <laughs> and I know how to fix this. The whole family's going down. I'm going to murder the whole family and then offered to write a book about the family at one point. Cool guy. So they were just murdered by like this guy, uh, through no fault of his own entered into a business partnership with the wrong person.
1: Um, partnerships are important and you got to listen to your instincts. Yep. And when you have kids, you really have to listen to your instincts,
0: very much,
1: because I don't know. It's like the fucking family uh, from <sighs> abducted in plain sight, right? Like I'm, I'm not blaming anybody here, but I just have a hard, t- I have a hard time believing that nobody in that constellation of family and friends hadn't said something about this guy at one point.
0: Oh yeah, I just don't. Someone had to be like, "Hey, that guy's." Kind if of the weird. Most Why is he important, around your kids? If
1: the most important person in your life is say, doesn't like someone Yeah and I'm not saying it, well let me say this if the most important person in your life doesn't like anybody that you're around, you need to get away from whoever that person is because right. that's an isolating figure. Right. But if generally speaking you feel like you're in a healthy relationship and you there's a lot of trust there and that person is like, hey, no, veto somebody,
0: probably should listen. Absolutely. This and is, if your dog doesn't like someone.
1: Oh if your yeah.
0: dog instinctively doesn't like someone yeah. Get them out of your house.
1: But in this case, it was just sad because this person, the business is, is, so, is so personal. That's why that line yeah. in The Godfather is so impactful. When when people say, it, you know, when he says it's business, it's not personal. That impossibility is the heart of why Michael can't get out of the family because there's no such thing yeah. as not making business personal. Right. And that murder is a perfect example of how personal it gets. You know his business partner wanted nothing of this man's life to flourish. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly.
0: It is. It was. It was super sad. And he
1: wanted to write about it.
0: What and he was going fucking- to. write. What a psychopath! Number fourteen. Remember Christopher Dorner? Oh yeah. How exciting was that? I loved the whole thing. Like, like Christopher Dorner. It was like he he tried to.
1: Not to sound like a townie in a bar somewhere, but my f- my friend's brother knows him.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the thing about Christopher Dorner, like he he was fired as a cop. Right. But he was attempting to like he claimed he he was going to like blow the whistle on other cops. But that and just
1: seems like the easiest thing to say.
0: Yeah, but also the manhunt that that was uh, fascinating. took place like,
1: I think it went up to Arrowhead, right? He got a cabin, like a full, like did he got a
0: full a on cabin and they burned that motherfucker to the ground. Yeah. Killed two Asian women.
1: Yeah, he did. In no,
0: no. The police did. Oh, oh, because they mistook these two Asian women sitting in a car for fucking. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah. And they just shot up this car with two Asian women in it and killed well, them. And he was like, hey, it wasn't me and uh fled to the mountains and there was another big shootout there and they ended up burning down his cabin but he
1: killed someone he was on a rampage it was like the negotiator yeah this is not like this guy was was intending to kill people killing people had been trained to kill people
0: right which <laughs> makes different. him awful hard to catch
1: yeah um and then he had like a whole manifesto that he went and, you know sent you can read it online
0: yeah it was it was a it was a theatrical.
1: It was like a 90s event. movie, specifically yeah. a 90s. movie. I'd be
0: surprised if it doesn't become a movie at some point.
1: But nobody's making
0: that movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, what was <laughs> what was he planning to talk about?
1: Nobody's making that movie. Yeah, maybe a documentary. It's
0: like the Biggie and Tupac movie that
1: if if people, everyone
0: has tried to make and no one will let anyone make it, well, no one's going to insure it.
1: That's the problem. Well, yeah, that's, that's how they that's how they stop it. That's it's the easiest way to say no.
0: Well, the last time they stopped it because Johnny Depp was accused of being an abuser. That's how it got started. They've tried three times to make uh, the book Labyrinth, which is about the murder of Biggie and Tupac, and it basically implicates the LAPD in it.
1: So let's do Martin Scorsese math. It'll get made in 20 years.
0: Yeah, if that, like they've tried, it'll, it'll they've tried made. three different times, and it gets Listen, shut down every he time. He just
1: made a Hoffa movie. That's what the Irishman movie is about. Is it's about Jimmy Hoffa? So it took that many years to finally make a Hoffa movie. So have that's you, what I'm saying.
0: Have you seen the Edward Wayne Edwards documentary? Yeah, I love the theory that he maybe killed Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, like he he just saw that argument and was like, "Oh, I can kill that guy and make it look like the other guy did it." Right. That's what I'm gonna do good i hope that's what happened
1: this this have you watched the irishman yet
0: no i have i have to set aside a day oh it's so good i'm sure it is but so good come on three and a half hours go fuck i've I've already i've already seen reviews that are like okay half an hour of it's robert de niro looking out the window confused you could cut those scenes i'm telling you it's great all right and i know i'm sure it's great i just that runtime feels feels gratuitous to me i think it's great We'll see. Yeah, I just haven't. If one guy is
1: going to decide to make a four-hour movie, I hope it's him, and he did it.
0: Yeah, there's no other director that I want to see a four-hour movie. I'd watch a four-hour Ryan Johnson movie. Have you seen Knives Out?
1: Uh, No, I really want to see it, but he's never going to make a four-hour movie because his scripts are too like it's too tight. Like he doesn't work that way.
0: Knives Out's two hours fifteen minutes. That's get there.
1: That's yeah. Ryan Johnson that he usually cuts out at two and a half at the top.
0: I like the Last Jedi so much. Me too. Uh, number 13 the Austin serial bombings remember this this yeah. one kind of fell by the wayside it seemed like it was going to be a new like unabomber kind of thing and then it just turned out to be a dude who was down on his luck a,
1: a classic Texan
0: yeah yeah just thing wanted some I remember attention. the
1: thing I remember is as a true crime person I was like ooh a serial bomber wait Caitlin like,
0: yeah <laughs> that's like, ooh this was, is new and fun yeah I was
1: like Caitlin no incorrect response um, so retro, just really, really, um, bad. Uh, yeah, I remember it. I I remember it going away more than anything. I, I like literally remember going like, wait, what happened with that? Yeah. Like a month after it stopped and I was like, oh, they caught him.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, I want to say 2013.
1: Yeah. Things were, things were okay then.
0: So yeah. People weren't the Obama days. We were all confused as to what was happening but in a good way yeah we were happily yeah we were we were blinded unless you ask a republican yeah we were we were blinded by hope that's what happened during the obama years
1: that's gonna be the name of the book that you write
0: it man he 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 really turned us into a surveillance state
1: you really should write this
0: book (laughs) maybe uh not trying to be part of the clinton death count if you know what i mean such a stupid uh Number 12, the congressional baseball shooting. I remember that. Bold. Guy just showed up, shot up a bunch of Republicans while they were playing softball, I do believe. It was softball. I think it was softball. Let's not get
1: Let's let's be It's weirdly on the nose actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I don't know that there's much to say about it other yeah, than like Yeah, this one
0: this these middle ones are just they're there because they happened and they kind of like
1: No, that's a big deal. I mean, I do wonder, you know, if we add 10 years to this this public mass shooting situation, it's going to start affecting people that weren't expecting to be affected. And I think that was probably the flashpoint of and what made this interesting, it's like, "Oh, well what's going to happen if it starts washing up on your shores?" Cuz it's gonna I don't know why you're pretending that this isn't going to happen to someone that you know. I now I know a person I know personally a person that died in a died in a mass shooting and somebody that was at Vegas.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's gun violence in this country in general because just like police brutality, like gun deaths are not uncommon in the United States if you especially if you get into areas again like South Central Los Angeles or Chicago well, where Well, I
1: think I think the biggest problem is that and and this is just again this is just me, but I think the biggest issue is that we're we're, we're still only looking at gun violence as gun violence. Domestic abuse is the number one way women die. Right. At the at, at because of a gun. Right. So there's that. There's the mental health crisis that's happening with young people. Combined with guns really it's, bad. It's not
0: mental health. It's all white national, right?
1: That's a mental health problem. If you ask me, yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> that's exactly. mental. That's a
1: mental health problem. And then there is crime, which is, you know, you go to Chicago and everybody knows somebody that's been gunned down probably more than one person that's been gunned down because of crime. Yeah. So until we start having conversations that involve critical thinking that because it's, a, it's a conversation Oof, that's going to make, luck. it's going to make everybody unhappy. Even people, you know, even the the bleeding heart liberals like myself, like we have to start having complicated conversations about gun control.
0: Well, that's what I always when people bring up, well, why can't we just be like Australia and just go seize all the guns? Like if if you're a a person on the left, you have to realize that part of the idea of seizing guns, part of that's going to involve sending a heavily militarized police force into communities that have been. The target of brutality exactly. at the hands of a heavily exactly. militarized police exactly. force for years. It's
1: not a it's not a good plan. It's not
0: gonna look good. Well, and the
1: other thing is like and whatever. Most gun people are nerds. And I don't mean this in like an incel way. I mean they just like guns. Yeah. <laughs> they don't you know, and and I I am not fully equating these two things, but I will say, look at what happened when Robert Pattinson got cast as Batman. When the Twilight guy got cast as Batman, the nerds were angry. The movie comic book nerds were angry.
0: Right. Which is crazy.
1: Robert Pattinson's great. Oh, he's... I love him. And Kristen Stewart. And, love them both. I do love them both. But my point is, if you take things away from nerds or you change the way it's supposed to look as dictated by them, it just does, it doesn't It does go well. Right. It's going to make people unhappy. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the whole point is to make people unhappy, but if... I'm just, I'm at a point in this like mass shooting journey, finally, where I'm like, we have a mental health
0: crisis. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, anyway. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating that you also you when can't, that gets brought up, people are like, don't lump me in with people who are like, just because you're depressed doesn't mean people are lumping you in with mass shooters when they say mass shooting, there's a mental health issue. Well, that's like involved. saying somebody
1: with stage four cancer is representative of a guy who's got prostate cancer, who's going to be fine. Right. Nobody's saying that.
0: Yeah. They're very different things. Uh, Speaking of shootings, Ugh. this one, uh, nobody died. I don't think anyone even actually got shot. Great. The Comet Ping Pong shooting, <laughs> which was when the guy showed up at Comet Ping Pong Pizza yep. looking for evidence of a child sex trafficking ring, which... Uh, you're a good guy with a gun in 2017 when i heard about pizzagate i was like this is all the stupidest shit i've ever heard and in 2019 i'm more like all right it wasn't at that pizza place but the rest is probably pretty close to true (laughs) and if uh if if you uh doubt that listen to the episodes we've done about the finders and i think we're gonna do more oh good uh me and you might do one about the, the founder of the finders and uh Look into them and tell me uh, a global sex trafficking ring has never happened out of Washington, D.C. But still, it wasn't at Comet Ping Pong Pizza. I think
1: that Jeffrey Epstein's death has opened up that conversation in a much
0: bigger way. As it should. And
1: and I personally, you know, when he first died, I was like, fuck. But then I was like, oh, you guys really made a mistake because it's the one unifying topic that both sides have right now. Right, there is not a single person in this country that thinks he killed himself.
0: No, no.
1: There, you could, you literally, like if if Elizabeth Warren's campaign switched to e- Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, she would win.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. And it it feels like a thing that it's something's happening now something's happening. The most interesting aspect to me, we just talked about this on the pops is that fucking Prince Andrew interview. Yeah. One, I think he did have sex with a girl while she was 17, but also his explanation where he's like, Hey, I had a condition at the time and I could not sweat. And she described me as very sweaty. What's going to make a person sweat if they have a condition that prevents them from sweating drugs. Yeah. Yeah drugs are going to do that and it would also be the reason he could go i don't remember maybe and what i think might have happened in the case of prince andrew this is my favorite theory and it's just speculation i feel like at some point someone might have come to him and been like look we got it on tape yeah and we will release that tape and i think prince andrew might have been like release it release it and then explain where the girl came from why you were filming it to what end are you filming me having sex with this girl explain all that like I'm royal family, baby. I'll just go live in disgrace, but still be rich. Somewhere. And that's what he's
1: doing. And now officially. Meanwhile,
0: you get to explain why why you're trying to blackmail world leaders.
1: I'm telling you,
0: it's a can of worms.
1: It's open now, though. Yeah, because you know, in Mexico, there have been some major figureheads in child sex sex rings that have gone down in the last year, and nobody's
0: talking about it. And the FBI released all those finders documents just. Out of nowhere at the end of October. We got some good guys in there. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I think. I think it's the FBI that's going to save us. I do sort of have a theory They're that pissed. part of what's happening in this country is CIA versus FBI.
1: Oh my God, it's the best movie ever made. Yeah. It, well, that's what The Good Shepherd's about. Yeah. There's another long ass movie with Robert De Niro. Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, let's get through a couple of these Uh, uh kind of quick. Okay. Uh, The Slender Man stabbing. That was fun.
1: It Fun and important. Yeah. It, it was another,
0: it's just like the comet ping pong thing where this weird internet theory spills out into real life.
1: That, and I think that it's also an interesting highlight on how social media is affecting young girls. I think I think that the there was uh, that case and then the, she's a crazy last name, Saranarath. Uh, it's a Canadian, uh, a Russian young girl who fell in love via the internet with a guy in Canada and they very publicly planned a Columbine-esque shooting. Oh. And, um, I think it is Saranarath. It's, it's a crazy name like that, but she, same thing, got, got hooked into internet lore. And in this case, it was connected to the Columbine shooters. Right. Um, Had never killed anybody, had never done anything even remotely like that. But her mental illness matched up perfectly with this guy and this whole subculture of Columbiners or something they're called that. And same. But, you know, the problem is, is that they were publicly posting about killing people. And then she flew into Canada and the cops were like, "There, like, hi. Hey. But there isn't a lot of attention given to how these different subcultures are affecting young girls. Online and that I think is probably the biggest. This and Michelle Carter, in my eyes, are the two really important kind of social media communication cases that are happening. Right I now.
0: forgot to put her on the list. Yeah, holy shit, that's a big one. Yeah, that's that's a huge one. That's a really big one because that, that has- documentary, that HBO documentary, is fascinating. It's, it's very well done. So well it's done. Very, very well done. Because in, if you read an, and she's the the girl who basically. Cajoled her boyfriend into committing suicide. I don't if, know the documentary. That's the thing. Like that's that's what's so frustrating to me about all of these fucking public trials, where we basically convict and try people okay, but in public.
1: That point specifically is the most important thing about that case, because right. ultimately she was given probation. Essentially, she was given probation and time served for essentially sherping her boyfriend to follow through with the suicide that he had been planning. Right. And I'm very careful to say that what's very interesting about it. And I think the reason why she was given time served in probation is because she told someone to kill themselves via text message. And then immediately what happens next is that Twitter, because of all places she does, she does this in Boston, which right. <laughs> it's not a, it's a, it, that, that place runs hot and it she sure is does inundated with, Tweets telling her to kill herself. Yeah. So the problem is, is that if we find someone guilty of first degree murder, which is, I think the other reason why they probably, they shouldn't have picked first, they should have. No. Been, it, it, anyway, um, if we find someone guilty of, of murder in this in this instance, we are setting a very catastrophic precedence of what you can be liable for. Oh yeah. Because there are people killing themselves online and, and being bullied. And so... Yeah, that's going to happen anyway. It's a very important case. Yeah, that's a much it sure longer is. conversation, and
0: people should watch that documentary because the the filmmaker even says the the way she made it was the first half you're going to think one way, and then the second half. Well, it
1: literally is the the prosecution and defense. Right, it was brilliant.
0: Yeah, it's so fucking. Um, and good. anyway,
1: but yeah, the Slender Man is also the other thing I do want to say, and there is another great HBO documentary about that, by the way. Yeah. Um. Actually, it's it's an okay documentary. Yeah. But it shows. The impact of also, like, if you're in a home and you have mental illness and you're a child and your parents are also struggling with mental illness, just kind of the cascading effect that that has It's yeah. very interesting and very sad.
0: Number nine, we got a whole episode about this, if you want to listen to it in more detail. The Aaron Hernandez murders. That, I think we're going to... One of my favorite episodes that we've done. It's It's fascinating, and Aaron Hernandez is one of those figures where... Initially, it's hard to feel any sympathy for him because he just seems like this big dumb jock with yeah temper issues who murdered people. But when you look into his upbringing and now everything we know about Uh-oh, the links, C-T-E. the links between head trauma and violence, like I think history is going to eventually look at Aaron Hernandez in a whole and I think different. A, I think OJ Simpson. Yeah. O.J. Simpson. I think O.J. Simpson. And if I can just get sportsy for a minute, I, please get sportsy. If the NFL can put O.J. Simpson on their 100 best all-time oh, team, Major League Baseball can forgive Pete Rose for gambling. I just want to say that Amber Geiger, number eight. I have so much to say about this. Oh, fortunately, like I don't understand how this even happened. Like the door must have just been unlocked, right? Like, how did she even get in the apartment? Amber Geiger, for people who are yeah. unfamiliar with the name, is the Texas cop who walked in the wrong apartment and shot a guy because she thought it was her apartment. Yeah. Which could you not pull the gun and ask a couple questions first? Like, Man, I have no sympathy for this woman. Yeah, it's and I hard and,
1: to. and I and I don't know why it happened. Okay, let me just say this: like, I just genuinely don't. I I don't know. I, I don't know if she was drunk. It's weird what we don't know about her state of mind. And yeah. I, I, think, I think in this case, I think she had been drinking. I oh, really do. Obviously. Or was on drugs or something. It's the only thing that makes sense. She had to be. Because she didn't know where she was. That's what she's right. saying. It's very strange.
0: Yeah, it's it's really strange. And I think it, like you mentioned that a lot of people with who care about guns are like gun nerds. Yeah. But then there's people like Amber Geiger who just happens to have access to a gun because of her job and texas is such a like stand your ground kind of state like i don't
1: I, I i just no i think what it was is that she she has a level of maybe preconceived notions mixed with trauma on the job or whatever and she went into she went into bad training yeah that's what I, i'm saying I, I, like, I just she's think- not
0: she's not one of those uh, gun nerds people she's one of those people that shouldn't have a gun yeah. Like even if it's her job, I like, don't
1: think she's very smart. Like yeah. when she, when she was sending saying her apology in in court, she said, "I have felt like crap since it happened." Oh, like that's the best thing oh, you can. Thank
0: you so much for your. But service. I mean,
1: but I'm in that instance. The way I'm looking at it is like, okay, this is in her mind. This is as poignant as she can be. So that gives me an insight into what's yeah. going on up there? I don't think she was very smart. She was she was in a dead-end relationship with somebody else. I think it was a married man on the force. I'm not sure, but she was like sexting a coworker at the time. Yeah. Um her story for what happened did not line up with what they found when they got on the scene. Interestingly, th- she was initially charged with manslaughter, but then the grand jury upped the charge to murder, which yeah. isn't that typical. That doesn't always happen. So a lot of people, it's a very political case on top
0: of everything else. Oh, like yeah. The,
1: hug, the hugging video, which made everybody angry, I guess. That was interesting.
0: Yeah. That really made people mad. It really did. But also, it's the v- victim's family. Like, I'm not going to get mad at them I for know. how they respond. I Jesus, that's crazy. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, know I, I, I mean, I know I, 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 I tried to understand why people were upset, and I heard why people were upset. And I can accept that answer. Yeah. I just also think that, you know, white women on the internet uh, were excited about it because you know we have friendships that have ended over text message. We're not used to forgiveness. We don't really, see, right? We don't really see a lot of that. So maybe that's why white women were like, "Wow, I didn't know you could forgive." Yeah, <laughs> we're a we're a we're a grudge holding species. The white woman, so we don't yeah. really understand forgiveness when we see it on the internet.
0: That's That's why we have to post so many memes to remind ourselves. Number seven. This uh, could have probably been higher on the list, but we just don't know much about it. Still, the Las Vegas shooting. Like, how do you even choose when it comes to mass shootings? But Las Vegas.
1: Oh, I I think this is definitely a watershed moment. Still
0: so many questions around. Well,
1: it was very clear that he meant to be there for a much longer time. But from what I understand, something happened with like the air conditioning vent or something weird like that.
0: Yeah, there's all there's all sorts of theories. There's a theory that he was there to sell guns and the deal went wrong and the people he was there to sell the guns to like makes sense. framed him for a mass shooting. There's I mean, okay. Yeah, that seems like a bit much. <laughs> sure. The, it, but it's the it's understandable why there's so many conspiracy theories around it because normally with mass shootings, we know why. Like we find out what the motivation we- was in most cases. I don't know that I
1: agree with you. I mean I think we I think we see artifacts of mental illness. Right. But I don't know that we
0: Yeah, but like in this case there's I mean, there's nothing. Like there's I mean, maybe there's mental illness there, but like he was like had some trouble with money, but not not lots, lots, not of, people, lots of people have trouble with money and don't shoot up a country music festival.
1: I think people are inspired by the violence that they're seeing. I don't think that it would have occurred to somebody a while ago to do something like this, but a person that unfortunately has access to that kind of firearm decides that he's angry at the world and this is how he's dealing with it. And we're just victims of it. And I honestly, I don't think we can explain why people do things like this. I mean, I think we can say this is mental illness and we need to spend more time. I mean, I think we can get to an answer, but we haven't tried.
0: No, and it, it, it the the way the discussion around it is going, it feels like we're not going to try for a long time.
1: Well, because everybody has to be right about this, and it's like
0: there's no and yeah, the, to keep not to keep bringing up the post office, but the thing that frustrates me about mass shootings is people are like it's mostly white males, and the important word there isn't white or males; it's mostly. Because when the post office was dealing with mass right. shootings, one answer they could have gone with was, we'll stop hiring veterans, because most of these shootings were carried out by veterans. But most of them were carried out by veterans. There were a few others that were obviously something else. Yeah. And when they looked into it, veterans were especially susceptible to what was causing it. But what was causing it was a thing that could impact anyone. And it was just the way the workplace at the post office was structured at the time. People were running it like the fucking military and like really punishing people. Well, it is a
1: station of the government.
0: But it's not the military. Do you know that the
1: postmaster general is like the second highest paid member of like our government? Or just in general,
0: the post office police service is the one who they get figured so out so much money. They're the ones who solved yeah. mass shootings at right. the post office.
1: Right. I don't really have a problem with the stereotype personally, because it's kind of it's pretty accurate. And but I think that's still, how science works. But but it
0: still doesn't cover then. Then what about the YouTube shooting?
1: Well, like all I'm like, how do you, like once
0: <laughs> the one that was a girl who was mad that YouTube blocked her videos? Renita so, Williams? Yeah, like and, how and does how does Well, that's domestic white sup- violence. How does white supremacy or straight white males explain that? Well, that's not a mass
1: shooting. That's 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 domestic violence on that live streamed. We're talking about Renita no, Williams? No,
0: no, 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 no. There was a girl who went to YouTube oh, and
1: right. I shot
0: people up because yeah. they were censoring her videos. So those those shootings we just don't care about.
1: I think that um yeah, again, I I think it's fine. <laughs> okay, so then what's the answer? Kill you, you, white males? No, you're getting really defensive.
0: But I. It's, but you are, so just chill I, for a second. I'm getting <laughs> That's defensive, not what I said. but it's, I don't see the point. I don't see the productivity in that. In- um, I think that, well, you're not going to see a ton of productivity
1: online because you're not dealing with scientists or social scientists or social innovators. But I think that ultimately the core problem is human interaction. And I think that there is a huge deficit for white males having hum- human interaction in general. So... Yeah, I think stereotypically it is white males, but it's not a surprise to me that a young woman obsessed with her YouTube presence is going to snap because I think it has more to do with community breaking down more than anything else. And I think that um, that's unfortunately, you know, guys, if you're not literally around each other, I mean, and I don't I don't mean to stereotype, but if dudes aren't around each other, they're not sharing anything. Like they're not, you're not going to like text. I, I, I don't, I, I'm just saying girls are much better at like, Hey, I'm having a really rough time. Send me light. Like we're just, we're good at that. That's what we do. I don't see a lot of dudes doing that. I do that. That's good. That's probably why you're so angry about all of this. You're a special unicorn. Whoa. <laughs> just kidding. I just, yeah. th- I, I just think that like, it's, I think that what's frustrating is that you're hearing people say it. And why are they saying it like and I just think they're blowing off steam because they don't know another way to compartmentalize this phenomenon that's not going away.
0: Right. I just feel like we need to start thinking about it harder. Who knows? Let's talk about another shooting. I can't wait. The Charleston church shooting. This one was grim. Also, just
1: not great for your data.
0: Yeah, (laughs) this was the, the no,
1: this was the this this was so and I cannot believe I'm saying this, but this one really reminded me of American Horror Story. Yeah. Because this was so on the nose. Yeah, It was so evil. Like, not that all these other, we're going to cover the worst one, spoiler alert, but it is the second most evil one that I can think of because it wasn't a guy that just walked into some open air market and opened fire. This guy attended the Bible study right. first, prayed with these people. Like they opened their hearts to him and humanized themselves in a way that it's other than sleeping with someone, I don't know another way that you can open up to people more than being in a Bible study and being like, this was what my week was like. And this this scripture really spoke to me because my wife said this, like, I mean, maybe if you haven't attended a, you know, because there's something different. Church services are not the same thing as Bible studies. Bible studies are very personal. They're like group therapy. Essentially. That's what they are. So the fact that he went in and like looked these people in the eye Watched them come in and have coffee and hug and share and then did this. That's an evil person. Yeah. That's a, I would call an outlier within a group of outliers even.
0: Yeah. It's, it felt more like a mass murder than a mass shooting. Like, because it wasn't. Yes, I agree with you. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't him walking in and shooting indiscriminately. He picked a group of people that he specifically wanted to target and then made a point of making them comfortable with him being there before yes. he, hit. like this yes, was, this was murder. It was more than a mass shooting it was yeah. way more.
1: Yeah. And Interesting. God, I didn't, I didn't really.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's like the Richard Speck thing when he broke in the, the nurses dorm yeah. in Chicago and killed yeah. all of them. Like it's like, yeah. yeah, he was a serial killer, but he like, he went on a very specific. Yeah, he showed spree. up. Yeah, he showed up to party. Bad dude. I'm just gonna say it. Wow, Adam. Bad. Of dude. All of the things you said. Them, both of them. Wow. Shots fired. No and I'm intended. from Illinois, so <laughs> Peoria represents. It takes a lot for me to say that. <laughs> These next two, I think, kind of go hand in hand. Okay. Number five and number four. The death of Freddie Gray and the death of Michael Brown. Yeah. I I mean Which in both cases I don't think either have been classified as an actual crime, which is insane. Yep. Uh the death of Michael Brown obviously uh kicked off. What what's important about these two compared to all of the other police shootings that there have been, these two kicked off like uh It was the video things. I mean,
1: it was like so blatant.
0: Yeah. And it was like in the case of Michael Brown, especially like that's why every cop has a body camera now like that. It's that particular police shooting because there is no video in that one.
1: I will say that I have a couple friends that are cops and all of them across the board have told me they were relieved when the body cams came out because they were like, I'm a good cop. I don't care that's
0: the thing if you're if you're a cop and you have a problem with body cameras it's because you're a bad cop
1: yeah he's like i don't like have a problem with it at all
0: every russian has a dashboard camera because most russians Aren't out in traffic such, trying to pull scams. Such a great documentary. But a lot of people in Russia get in traffic and use it as an opportunity to pull scams. Or so you gotta have a fucking dashboard cam.
1: Or pull an axe out. Yeah. Man, I cannot recommend that documentary. What's it called? Road movie? It's called Road Movie, but it should just be called Russian Dash Cam movie.
0: Yeah. The Russian Dash Cam videos. <laughs> mm.
1: I'm traumatized by a couple of them. I see them sometimes in my mind when I'm driving. Like The
0: Meteor one is my favorite.
1: Oh, it's amazing. People
0: just keep driving as meteors. It's so
1: Russian. Hurtling <laughs> like, toward I've Earth. I've got to get to work. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so great.
1: Uh, but back to what we were talking about. I think, you know, I it's interesting because we've been having this conversation now for a while. And um, my fear in it is that it's going to hit a space of white noise if we don't figure out a way to make it a more dynamic conversation. Oh, for sure. You know, I, I can understand it's, it's, we have to, we have to keep talking about it. I guess that's what I'm saying is my anxiety is like, how do we keep talking about it? Because we're not seeing as many. I'm not, not like this, not like what we saw in the early days of these videos coming out. Right. And what scares me is someone who's just, you know, kind of a happy white privileged mom. Is it happening less or am I seeing it less? And if I am seeing it less, why am I seeing it less? That's what I'm confused about right now. Right. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Like I haven't seen many of
0: well, that's the thing. Technology always, when a new technology comes along, one thing that always follows in its wake is a lot of arrests. Yeah, a lot of arrests yeah. of people who were committing crimes that did not yeah. see this technology coming, and yeah. now it's here, and now you're going to prison. And I think body cams have, I would hope, help. Have, have I hope so? Lessened the the number of,
1: but I want to. S- I want to have. If that's true, I want to hear that. I yeah. want to know because then it's like, okay, well, I cannot solve every terrible person that decides to do this job. But if body cams are helping, then that's good. And
0: the the thing about Freddie Gray is when people treat these as, oh, well, that's an isolated incident carried out by one bad cop, sometimes sometimes. But sometimes it is a systemic... Well, well there's smoke, there's fire. ...abuse. Yeah. And what f- happened to Freddie Gray, they had a word for it. It was called a rough ride. Yeah. Where you put someone in the back of a police van and you take you, you don't restrain them, you don't uh, mm-hmm. tie them to anything. Yeah. And you just take those corners really sharp and let them flop yep. around and fly into those metal walls. And the police in Baltimore had been doing that for years. Yep. And that goes beyond just one rogue cop. It reminds me of uh, the the Saskatoon freezing deaths, which was uh, this scandal that happened in Canada where police for decades and decades and decades, uh, they had been finding dead indigenous people at the side of the road in the middle of winter and couldn't figure out what was happening. And it finally came out because two dudes survived or one dude survived when this happened to him, the police, when they would, uh, like arrest a native person for being drunk, instead of taking him to the police station to sleep it off, they would drive them to the edge of town and make them walk back. And they would do this in the winter.
1: Right. And sometimes when even breathing could kill you.
0: Right. And <laughs> people and this one guy survived and made it to this power station and like was able to tell on these cops and then those cops were convicted September 10th, 2001. So any fucking news of it was just Oh wow. gone immediately and we never learn like it never became a big deal that for decades this police force had this there's a like,
1: podcast the crimes that went away
0: yeah
1: around man that's yeah, in, that's a big that one. actually
0: would be a very interesting And it like it was systemic abuse of <laughs> minorities at the hands of police and that's what freddie gray was too yeah and it's it, it it in his case it revealed i think what a lot of people already knew that it wasn't always it's not always just a rogue bad cop
1: why can't they just channel all of this aggression onto pedophiles <sighs> like, why can't that happen yeah i'm sorry to be like
0: why, why in support to, of
1: some form of vigilante justice
0: why but. do they have to channel their aggression into being cops that's okay my well question.
1: we i don't know that i don't know that we don't need police
0: <laughs> i know so I, I i'm mean, sorry we need but, police but not police who are doing it to be minor celebrities in their neighborhood
1: yeah uh number th- As we podcast from a Burbank studio. I'm not
0: I'm not it's enforcing laws. The uh number three, Charlottesville. Oh, Heather Hare. That was that that that's that's one for the history books. Like that's gonna be taught in schools, uh, provided we still have a country in the future and we don't just uh burn everything to the ground, which seems like it's coming. No. But uh Heather Heyer, uh the Charlotte that was
1: Give us a recap.
0: I mean, if you don't remember, Heather Hayer was the girl that was killed when a white nationalist drove his Dodge Charger into a crowd of protesters in Charlottesville, Virginia. Yeah. And uh, she just happened to be the one who died. A lot of people were injured. There were people who were hurt badly. And she uh, ended up being the face of it because she is the, the one who was killed. Just oh my God. they are protesting Nazis. And a fucking Nazi drove his car into her.
1: Well, like a Nazi does.
0: As Nazis do. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard much about that. He guy he got since. the book thrown at him. Yeah, He's, I,
1: which was great. Yeah. Like I think everybody's size. I mean, honestly, like if that was like a weird like <laughs> Brock Turner kind of situation, I think there would have been oh big problems.
0: Yeah, we would have burned the country. It to would the have ground. been
1: pretty bad.
0: Yeah, and. Uh, I, I like that after it happened, there were some people who were like, oh, well, when he went over that hill, you couldn't necessarily see. What, it's like you saw how he was driving. Like he was he
1: was trying in, to hit people with his car. He was to hurt so people. Bye.
0: Yeah, sorry he accidentally hurt people trying to hurt people. That's how it happens. People defending him are the grossest. They're fucking Nazis.
1: Yeah, that's right. Good point. The grossest. I agree with us.
0: This might be controversial for number two. Uh, the murder of Nipsey Hussle.
1: Yeah, I, I don't agree with it, but I know it's a big deal. It's it's a big deal just because it. I I. I mean, I think like the Michelle Carter case is more important. I think bigger. Well, I the think. thing
0: about Nipsey Hussle, like to me, the the period in history when America as a country was its most brutal and most evil and doing the most bad is the '60s. And that's when uh, one of the things we were getting up to a whole lot was murdering activists. And one thing a burgeoning, brutal government does before they get all the way tyrannical and brutal is they do like they throw little hints out. Like when Trump is at a rally and he's like, oh, maybe I deserve two more years because of the Russia investigation. And we're like, ha, 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 you can't do that. Hey, yeah, can like, it happens all the time. Just because we have laws against it doesn't mean he can't do it. Right. And Nipsey Hussle's death, like, I get that it seems like a pretty cut and dry case. Maybe it is. There's also, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, guy, I think it is. the guy who killed him was also a confidential informant. But it's, it's still the death of a prominent black leader. Yeah. Like that's that's what Nipsey Hussle was at the end of the day, even more than just a musician. And you see, like there is this prison interview with Tupac that's on Amazon that I encourage everyone to go watch because the things he says in that (laughs) interview are the things the government kills black people for. Like, look into the Black Panthers. We didn't care about the Black Panthers until they started giving kids free breakfast and trying to make their community better. And I'm just saying, we have a long, long history in this country of when someone like Nipsey Hussle or someone like Tupac steps up and goes, hey, all this gang shit, what if we start using it to make the community better? Right. Those people always mysteriously die and i get that nipsey hustle's death seems like a pretty open and shut case on the surface well, but it's I mean, also one list
1: a, is it's in it's important and, and nipsey and, Hussle, and, so like, who, we're not we're not on conspiracy adam we're on important nipsey, cases so you're so you're making a good point is what i'm
0: saying i agree and, with you. and important like look at what kanye west is doing right now being the face of like black trump supporters right who's taking nipsey hustle's place to be the opposition to that like that would have been nipsey hustle like nipsey hustle before trump was even elected had a song called fuck donald trump like he's at the <laughs> forefront of this shit and then he gets murdered and it's just really unfortunate and strange to me that people like nipsey hustle who say the things nipsey hustle said always get murdered
1: well yeah i mean that's been the way we've handled good
0: people Right. I don't think it's just good. But we also, it's been, it feels like it's been a while. It feels like it's been a while since what could conceivably have been like a targeted assassination.
1: I just don't, I didn't know who he was. Well, because you don't so listen I, to rap music. I know. And, so what I'm saying is like, I guess I, I agree with you. Like I see what you're saying, but I don't know that it, I don't know. I, it didn't, it didn't register to me in that way.
0: Right. But it. I guarantee for a, a whole other half I of the country. I agree with you. No, I'm not did. saying yeah.
1: that I'm yeah. saying in the ranking of these. Yeah. I don't agree. <laughs> like I, I'm saying, I hear what you're saying about him, but as far as like what hit nationally yeah. that everybody was talking about, I don't know that it was Nipsey
0: Hussle. I, think I felt reason- like
1: it was the most, it, if at most it was local, like Long Beach. I'm, I mean, Long Beach is my city. So well, no, I knew it was
0: if- like when my nieces came out to visit, L.A. in May, the first place they went was Nipsey Hussle's... Really? ...store. Yeah, and they were visiting from South Dakota. Wow. And, like, they they made it a point to go down, and it was not long after he died, and they made it a point to go down and see the mural and all that. Like, Mm. he was an important figure, and he just, like, he was... Killed so young and before he had a chance to really make the impact he could have made. And I think one of the reasons I have it so high on the list is the same reason on the conspiracy episode we did like this. I put Spygate way, way at the top of the list. I think number four. And Spygate is Donald Trump's assertion that Obama spied on his campaign on Trump's right, campaign right, right. and nothing has really come of it. And it doesn't it, like in the, the litany of conspiracy theories around Trump, it seems not that important, but I think it is going to become way more important because I think Trump is going to try and arrest Obama. At one point, like that's what happened in Brazil. That's how we got Jair Bolsonaro in Brazil. They just literally arrested mm. the opposition. And I feel like Trump is laying the groundwork for something with that. And it's going to be way more important later. And I could be wrong. And I feel like in time, Nipsey Hussle's death will prove to be a little more important and suspicious than probably. I mean, known. I just
1: don't know enough about it. So I think yeah. I was surprised to see it on the list simply because like it, to me, it had. I don't know. Like it seemed like an open and shut murder to me. I guess that's where I was coming from on it. Like yeah. I didn't like it. It's awful. Like it is terrible, but like m- this girl that I knew Christina Grimmy, was a YouTube celebrity. She had done really well. And somebody showed up at her concert and shot her in the stomach and killed her. And to me, like it seemed similar. Yeah.
0: I just, to like, me, it, it just, just seemed se- like a celebrity, se-
1: like another tragic celebrity death.
0: And to me, it seems like another black activist death. Yeah. Which, yeah, there's I can see a, that such a long and like a lot of those, even like a lot of people are convinced we know who killed Martin Luther King Jr. But Martin Luther King Jr.'s family doesn't think James Earl Ray killed Martin Luther King Jr. Right. Yeah. So it's like, like, and actually, even when it seems cut and dry, it's something maybe isn't. No, you never know. I don't. I don't. I
1: think that when I mean, when someone like Martin Luther King Jr. is killed, and I'm in no way saying he's like Jeffrey Epstein, but I think we have a different mentality in this country now than we did then. I think people are far less likely to trust news cycles and authority, you know, than, than than people were then, especially people that are under 50. (laughs) They're just like not buying it. Um, I think if someone like Martin Luther King Jr. had been assassinated like that now, nobody, I don't know that anybody would ever be satisfied with an answer Unless it really felt
0: like, well, the, uh, I think. A, and I don't
1: mean that in a defeatist way. I'm just saying like, that's an assassination. <laughs> like, that's the opposition killing somebody with a voice. So that's what that was.
0: Yeah. And I, I like to think that's true. But also, like, look into all the Ferguson activists who have been murdered since the Michael Brown shooting.
1: They, I know. No, I do like know about six. that. I know. The, that very famous shot of that kid throwing that. Yeah. That, yeah. The
0: kid's dead now. And, like, people want to be like, oh, they just live in a violent area. And it's like, all right, but...
1: That's a pretty high stat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who knows? All right. Oh. Number one. I, I should mention I didn't put Jeffrey Epstein on this list just because...
1: I know why you didn't. The
0: consensus is still that he, Nobody, he killed himself, so...
1: Yeah, nobody's no arguing for what happened yeah. there. There's
0: no crime there. Uh, Number one, Sandy Hook. My least favorite conspiracy theory of all time. And let me tell you Why? It's my least favorite for the same reason Scott Peterson is my least favorite murder of all time. If the Sandy Hook conspiracy had Nancy Grace on their side, people would probably believe it more because it's the exact same thing with the Sandy Hook conspiracy. There's like, people are like, why isn't that coroner more upset? And it's like, he's just been through the biggest shock of his entire fucking life. And you want to pin this on the government because the coroner isn't, trembly enough for you why didn't they let the parents go in in, into the school what because there are dozens of dead kids in that school a picture will suffice and that's i i i i just hate the country's general direction toward uh i don't prosecuting things in the media and sandy hook is such an example of that and it kills me that people see the sandy hook conspiracy and go Whatever, of course they're acting weird. But then there's so many other cases where we convict people for acting not like we expect them to act in stressful situations. Like, Sandy Hook is so obviously not a conspiracy. Yeah. Like, that's like kids were killed, and you're going to handle that sensitively. And if you're the coroner, you probably haven't seen a mass shooting in Newtown, Connecticut in your entire life. So you're going to handle it weird. The parents are going to handle it weird. People- and no one's going to do that well. Right. Yeah. But then like watch the confession tapes. There's a guy on there who got fucking convicted because he was on Valium during his interviews. Of course, he's on Valium. His kids just died. But people saw those interviews and were like, why isn't he more upset? And that was like Nancy Grace's whole business model for like a decade was saying, well, I know how I'd act if my husband or wife was just murdered. And people were like, yeah, you're right, Nancy Grace. All right. All right. Let her loose on the Sandy Hook parents. I mean, she wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, she wouldn't, but she could make the same fucking arguments. But she didn't, and she wouldn't. I know she wouldn't, but she's still not a good person.
1: That's fine, but I don't really understand who you're angry at with this one. (laughs) Like, I mean, for me, the the Sandy Hook situation is just, I think it's the saddest day in American history since I've been alive, uh, even in some ways above 9-11, because it's like a big statement. And I don't know if I can necessarily explain that other than to say, well, that. well, here's what I want to say is that
0: like, well, like Oklahoma City in 9-11, here's like, what I there say. was a nursery at Oklahoma City that makes it sad, a little sadder,
1: but mm, I think we're comfortable with the concept of a shitty teen hating other shitty teens. I think that we can all in our darkest moment on some deep primal level empathize with that in a way. And the fear that we get in a school shooting that happens um, at that age is not from a feeling of confusion, but in a feeling of familiarity. And we get very scared in the way that like if you see a live wire next to a puddle of water, it's like, no, that is a very dangerous time in a person's life. I think we're all aware of that part of ourselves and the intensity of our feelings at that age. And if you mix that with a bad home life and blah, blah, blah and blah, 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 there's something we can understand about it. Sandy hook has none of those qualities because what we have is a young man who decided to kill children. Yeah. And it makes absolutely no sense. And it creates such a vacuum It created such a vacuum in the hearts of Americans that it drove some people insane. I think that's what happened. I think that's where the conspiracy comes from. It's that there, there was a woman who disappeared for two years. I'm sorry. Uh, two, uh, not two years. I'm so sorry. 22 days. Um, I can't remember her name all of a sudden up in Redding, California. Uh, and when she came back, um, she told people, yeah, these two women abducted me at gunpoint, threw me in a car, kept me in a cabin. They covered their faces for two months or for, two, sorry, for 22 days. I never saw them. They disguised their faces completely. They disguised their voices perfectly. At one point, they got in a fight. One of them shot the other one and the younger one drove me to the side of the road and let me go. Nobody believes that this happened. But when I hear that, I'm like, oh, she looks like a teenager. They thought they were going to be able to abduct someone and sell her into sex trafficking. They realized she was too old. The plan went south. It went all Cohen brothers. And for some reason, one of them was like, I'm going to let you go. That's what happened. But the internet, because people can't fathom that something like that is so well organized and so dark, is accusing this woman of lying about her experience because it's so extreme. Right. And I think this is what happens to people when they come up against something it's like a perfect juxtaposition actually to something like Martin Luther King or Jeffrey Epstein It's like for, from the outside, it's like, well, this is obvious. Like this is a person that wanted good things to happen or was a bad person protecting a lot of other powerful people. He was going to talk. We took him down. This Martin Luther, Luther King guy wasn't going to shut up. We took him down. Sandy Hook is completely senseless, right? It's void of any natural human behavior whatsoever, and people on a low mental frequency look at that and say There somebody's got to be lying to me about it because I can't face.
0: And I this. think I think to some degree it's also looking for an explanation, but absolutely, where there is no explanation to this. And what frustrates me about it, and the reason I I, I seem so angry, like I host a conspiracy podcast, but that's
1: sort of leading into our podcast pretty heavily but,
0: and i feel i feel sometimes weird about both of these podcasts uh with true crime i i do sometimes worry about getting into oh this is fun let's talk about all this misery for people's entertainment like that at its heart true crime is you know, a lot of you know that. i'd rather do ghost stories i'm not really
1: sure why we ended up in this direction and <laughs>
0: with conspiracy podcasts what frustrates me the way people handle conspiracy theories is they want to Put them out there and seem like they're being objective and say, well, here's the evidence that people who believe this conspiracy theory, this is the evidence that leads them to believe this devil's advocate. Uh, How about you look into it and make your own judgment? fuck that it's 2019 and that's irresponsible as fuck if you're talking about sandy hook in a conspiracy theory way you absolutely have to point out the other side or you are going to make people crazy and that's what someone like alex jones does he doesn't handle shit like this well he's not smart no so there's that and so then when i like we did a sandy hook episode of the conspiracy podcast and i was like this is bullshit This is all based on how people are reacting in the most stressful situation in their entire life. And that's all this conspiracy is based around. And I get the idea that, oh, maybe they're looking for meaning in what happened. Well, their argument is, oh, this happened so they could take our guns. We still have our guns. So where's the, like, why I even keep
1: perpetuating it that way? Because I also think that there is that every American believes secretly they're, they're being persecuted. Some people have better evidence than others. I think we all think that about ourselves. Oh, sure. So I think that that's what that taps into. I think it's it's very easy to laugh at, you know, you know, this time of year we always see these jokes about the war on Christmas. And from the outside I understand why that's laughable. But people really are being told that that's what's happening in reality. So I'm not really sure if making a joke about it and making it seem realer than it did before and talking about it right. is helping. So like, this is the thing that kills me. It's like, don't give it any energy. And, and I, and I, I think that I've never ever encountered a Sandy hook conspirator in my life. I, I don't, I don't know that there are enough of those people to really matter. Um, it yeah. matters that people think that, right? but the number of them means they don't matter. And so right. I take
0: comfort in that. What matters with them is that that it it's another thing like PizzaGate where it bled out into real life and it turned yeah. into harassing the families and.
1: I just think that the people that have time for those things, I, I had this moment of realization recently where every bright thinker that I admire and follow is not on social media. Yeah, and I have to believe that that is the case for most balanced individuals. Is they're just not participating. And I think that social media makes certain ideas feel real because when you see a number like a thousand people liked this tweet, that feels really big to people. Yeah. It's not. And I think that overwhelmingly when that day happened, the only memory I have is a coworker getting up and looking at me and saying, I'm leaving. I'm going to go pick up my child. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of Sandy Hook. I don't, conspirators, there's always going to be terrible assholes. I'm not, we can't cure that that i think that the, mo- the the most important thing we can give energy to in this in this story which is i think the most important thing that happened in the last 10 years it's the darkest thing and i think it's it was it was the moment where everybody stopped and went is this where we are yeah i don't really care what side of the debate anybody wants to land on i think everybody had that question and it was a tome that we all heard that led directly to Donald Trump getting elected because I think it scared the shit out of people. And I actually do think it was a weird, not counterpoint, but bookend to nine 11 also because it affected parents in a different way than it. And I see that now that I'm a parent and I don't want to sound annoying, but like when I think of, when I see mass shootings now after I've had a kid, it, it, it affects me in a completely different way than it used to because my heart has been ripped out of my body and is, walking around in a two-year-old right now. And I have no control over how that world treats my baby at all. Right. Apart from when he's with me. And even then I can't stop somebody that just decides to go to, you know, whatever. Yeah. But in the setting of that school, you know in the careless moments that you have in the morning as a parent where you're just jamming diapers into a bag and you're in a fucking hurry and nobody's putting their shoes on and for some of those parents the last interaction they had with that kid was probably one they barely remember and that is the thing that like yeah really kills me and i think that you know it's something it's i think it's the shooting we all think about every time shootings happen now i really do yeah yeah it's the one I think. Extent. Weirdly, that's still the place that I go to every single time. Now it's like, shit. How have we not figured this out? Like yeah. I thought that was like
0: it. <laughs> like, and it's it's still I think even more than the Las Vegas shooting. It's like why?
1: It's the element. Like, why did is, this happen? It is the it is the event that makes every shooting that has proceeded from that exponentially more disappointing. Right. Because that it was like it put a pin in everybody. Like this is as bad as this can get. Right. Just so you know, it can be a guy with a step cut killing your babies. This is where this could end up. Yeah. Again. And here we are. And it still happens. And it's his face is the one I see every single time for whatever reason. I don't care how old or what they look like or whatever. It's that guy that I see in my head every time this goes down, even above Aurora, which was also horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. The Aurora shooting was another one that I think of every time I go to the movies. Literally. Oh, yeah. There's not a time that I've been in the movie since then that I
0: haven't looked at where the exits are. Oh, I only sit in aisle seats. It's horrifying. Because I'm, I don't want to have to trip over people. Yeah. If some shit jumps off. Yeah. I like sitting in the aisle and I like sitting near the back because especially if it's an entrance that's down there. I feel like you at least can see him moving around and might be able to maneuver your way out.
1: I went to see Joker with my husband, and when we walked in, there was a guy with a backpack. Uh, everybody looked at this guy like, we know you don't have a gun in there because that's not you, but how are you not aware yeah. that it's not a place for a backpack anymore? Yeah. You don't bring a backpack here anymore. No. You just don't. It's not allowed.
0: Right. Right. Was, oh man, this
1: was a fun episode. This was a lot of
0: fun. I feel recounting all the misery really of the past good. decade. Uh, sorry, we didn't have room for like Malaysia Airlines and
1: well, that would have been other the,
0: upbeat numbers of the like.
1: Yeah, most mysterious maybe would have been the way to go in hindsight.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing with like we've done. We did most memorable murders of 2019, and it's like, what do I say? Like best murders of 2019? No. no. greatest
1: the coolest i think i did say eliza lamb was my favorite and smiled while i said it so that's kind of dark
0: yeah well it's a thing where enough time has to pass because how many uh, there's a podcast called my favorite murder
1: so agreed uh so you're good yeah we're good we're fine it's been paved we're doing fine we're doing fine let me ask you um what's the uh what's the thing that's what am i trying to ask Out of like going through all of this, you know, looking at all of these different cases and things like this, um, what's the one that really you think about the most? Because I literally only think of Sandy Hook when there's a shooting, which is like a sentence that I hate saying out loud. But like, well, yeah, I think everybody has like something that's happened in the last 10 years that drifts into their mind even. And I guess for me, it is Aurora. Like that's the one that has affected my daily comings and goings probably the most. If that makes sense. Yeah. Does that question make sense? Like what's the one that's really like potato bugged into your brain and doesn't even, I think have to be on this list. Like what's the thing that you, that's really affected you aside from like, you know, the election and all this other shit that's going on.
0: Um, this will sound weird, but I spent more time thinking about Aaron Hernandez. It's not weird. than a lot of other murders because that one was so bad baffling to me because like talk about someone who had their entire life ahead of them like it wasn't just that aaron hernandez was a football player no he was great right he was really fucking yeah good and he was on a good team and he was gonna have a good fucking career and just to know that someone could so very clearly be on that path. Like, he started murdering people in college. Right. When he was playing for the Florida Gators, one of the top college, football colleges in the world. Like, he was very clearly headed for a life that was the complete opposite of what he had grown up in and the complete opposite of what he was trying to escape. Right. And he still couldn't escape it. And that, like, Oof. that it speaks to more than just him being a bad guy and having a temper there's environmental factors that played into why aaron hernandez turned out the way he did yeah and it it just it seems like there's the of you know we've made a lot of headway in terms of solving crimes by studying murderers and studying their acts and Figuring out why they did what they did. And I just, I feel like there is so much to learn from Aaron Hernandez still. And just the fact, like he had, we know he had one of the most severe cases of CTE that has been found among NFL players. And it's just, just to be in that position and have it all and still have that kind of temper where you're going to murder a guy because he was talking to someone you don't like. Like, that's why he murdered yeah. Odin Lloyd. Like, yep. that's why he murdered him. He was talking to someone in the club that yeah. he didn't like. So he drove him to an industrial area and shot him in the head, fresh off of signing a new contract with the New England Patriots for millions of dollars. And I know the temptation is to think, oh, well, he just assumed he was so rich and powerful no. he could get away with it. no. That's not it. There's something.
1: No, it takes a long time to get to a headspace like that. Yeah. Not the day after you sign something.
0: In it <clears throat> I don't know. It just that one that whole case has always just kind of rattled me. Because you want to believe that even if a person grows up in bad circumstances, they can they can out it like you can outrun that you
1: have to do the work you and cannot yeah. you cannot think that your external environment is going to make your internal world better it doesn't
0: and it, it it aaron hernandez reminds me of why i always get so angry when people scoff at the idea of rich people having problems
1: oh that's i'm like, so
0: bored with that one it's like yeah he had a nice house and he had money and he had a good job but there's more to life like well
1: i just i, I I feel like people want to have an explanation of why they feel so shitty. Yeah. I think that's... When I hear that, I look and I think, this is a very sad person. Anytime I see people just flat out making fun of people with money, I immediately think, you're very sad. Yeah. And I, I get it. Like, I get it. I get that money solves a lot of things that money
0: can solve. Okay. Yeah, it solves so, your financial problems.
1: Sure, yeah. But, you know, there's a lot... To a person's life. Yeah. And what that says to me is that you've assigned human worth to money. Right. <laughs> so what does that say about you? Yeah. So I'm out. Like, oh, you're a dangerous person, actually. You actually are a very shallow, self-absorbed, scary person. And you have not chosen your enemies wisely and you have become them so
0: yeah i think i think 2019 and 2020 would be a good time for people like we've spent a lot of years like getting instinctively angry on the internet and then posting about that anger i feel like 2020 would be a good time to uh do all that but then get to the point where you post it and stop and think what you're really angry about like a good example to me is third party voters i used to get really mad at third party voters when what i'm really mad at is the two-party system in the united states people should be able to vote for whoever the fuck they want and it should count in some way and that's really what i'm mad at like i get a lot of people wasted their votes in 2016 and that's a separate conversation i'm pretty mad at those people still but (laughs) but but the fix to that isn't yelling at them. It's doing away with the two party system. Like the two party system doesn't benefit anyone.
1: I think we got to this place because we haven't had both hands on the wheel. I, I honestly like I we we could have been paying attention and we weren't. And when I say we, I mean our parents. So I, I think that there's a lot to be angry at, but being angry at people who are principled seems like a waste of time. Yeah. I guess that's the and that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I you know I hear what you're saying about like the world being on fire eventually or whatever. But this is the thing. Like I, as a parent, cannot adopt that mentality. It's not effective for me. I can't. Because if I do that, that makes no sense. Why did I do this? And I, I, I've gone down that road. I've had that vision quest too. Can't go there. So where I've chosen to go with it is, okay, I'm feeling out of control. Things are really scary. What can I do today? And frankly, I'm at a point in my life where... If you're not there yet, I'm unimpressed with your anger and your your anxiety at this point. Yeah. It's unimpressive to me. You have ma- it to me it's the same thing as masking your inability to make decisions with spirituality. You've taken a spirituality out, spirituality out of it and you've made a deity of your own critical thinking skills, which is fine, but it doesn't do anything. Right. And if if you think that you are so powerless that you can't do anything, Try buying someone a cup of coffee. This is not me being trite. I bought someone a cup of coffee two weeks ago and the guy cried. He burst into tears. Like we are living in very intense times, but the upshot of that is that people's hearts are wide open right now. You can actually really make a difference every single day. Just take a second. Yeah. Breathe. Attend a local meeting for whatever thing you're worrying about, pick up some trash. It sounds stupid, but seriously, if we all did that, it would help. Yeah, it would. I also, the internet isn't your friend. I get,
0: I get that argument in almost everything, but politics. And like with Trump, especially for me, it's always been immigration. It's always been what is going to happen to the people that we know are going to get deported. And what do those people do every day to fix things? Like, those
1: people do things too. I, I don't know the answer to that, but that is not a justification for to being paralyzed and you not doing something.
0: No, I don't so being I'm not paralyzed, but I'm not gonna also not be angry.
1: I'm not asking you to not be angry. Like I,
0: I feel like the thing I can do is talk about it and be angry about it.
1: But not everybody can do that skillfully, and I would even argue that
0: Oh, most people shouldn't talk about politics in general, not in public, anyway.
1: So I guess, like to me, you're feeding the same machine. You're not happy with, so I don't really. Well, I don't get think the,
0: I don't think the answer could be don't talk about no of what's so. happening with immigration right now, and there's no way to talk about it and not be angry.
1: I'm not saying not be angry. I'm saying be angry, do what you need to do, but that's not your whole day. It can't be. Right. It can't be. It's not if you're choosing to make that your whole day, just
0: and my problem with that particular issue is there's people who don't have that choice.
1: I understand that, but I don't have a
0: no matter what.
1: I don't have a choice about my heart problem either, but I don't expect. I mean, like, that's just my life. I have to think about that every day with every dumb decision that I make. And it's scary every day. Yeah, it is scary for me every day. I'm going to die a lot sooner than everybody else. So that's just a fact of my life. It sucks. Woo! And you I mean, what a
0: fun decade this has been.
1: But also, like, you've picked one thing. There are things around the world, like, the Congo has been a mess for 30 years. So you've just picked something, which is fine, but be conscious of it. Like, you picked it. Do something about it. You are. That's who you are. But then also try to control, not you, you, but, like, be mindful of the energy that you're putting out there because it makes a difference. Yeah. Just, like, shitting on people on the internet, which I know you don't do. Well, kind of, but it's funny. Um,
0: Well, it's mostly counterproductive.
1: You're not trolling people, though. No. And there are people listening to to us that troll. I have a couple trollers, thanks to this podcast, that like to say some cool things to me online.
0: Oh, that's my biggest fear now that Mean Boys is over, that those fans are going to come to us. And every time, oh, feeling sad today. Oh, is it because you're a fat piece of shit? Mm. Love your show. Like, Jesus.
1: I, I just get, like, kind of snarky things, like, oh, we're going to have a little tete-a-tete. I don't do that. Yeah, I don't. I, I, just so
0: you know. I don't like, engage I'm not,
1: in that. In, you know, I'll hear your story.
0: Oh, I'll mute you.
1: I'll listen to your—I will literally—I would rather listen to how your day is going than for you to get clever with me. If you ever— yeah. Hear me say, someone is clever. It's not a compliment.
0: Yeah, I th- I think one of the little known secrets about comedy is that every comedian hates when you tag their jokes on social media. <laughs> it's the worst. Like we do this for a living. I just just stop. I, you, like you, you're not helping. Stop. And it's rarely funny. And like, be careful if you want to poke fun at me. Like. You catch me on the wrong day. Again, I'm a comedian. Like, I write jokes for money. I will poke fun back. Here's what I would
1: love. It will hurt. If something I've done annoys you, go buy someone a cup of coffee and post it. So I know, A, you are annoyed with me. Message received. But at least you did something good with it. Yeah. That's a good plan. Why don't we just start with that? Like, hey, if you're annoyed with someone online, journal about it. (laughs) Go... But do something nice for someone and say, I did something nice for someone today because this comedian sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That'd be great. You know what? You could not make people happier. Right. Especially
0: in that crew. And especially us, because in that scenario, you're not talking to us. Thank God. That's all we really want. Silence. Silence. We want towers. Mm. I want to live in a tower. You want to live in a tower? Big high tower. Okay. Y- your tower could be like we...
1: waving distance. Perfect. Perfect. We could podcast from our separate towers. Oh, yeah. Ideal.
0: Yeah. Ideal. The technology that will exist by then. I love it. When we're, we're living in that Bud Light King universe where we all have <laughs> gun turrets. Sounds
1: and- good to me. Give me a good turret.
0: I still think that's like a post-apocalypse America where LARPers have taken over.
1: I would, yeah. And like they're like, I'm just going to glitter bomb you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: It's like really like aggressively annoying, but like no one's dead. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. 2019. 2019. The 2010s. Oh, man. Which
1: we never came up with a word for.
0: <laughs> the, yeah.
1: Do You think about that?
0: The 10s.
1: We're finally in the 20s again. We can talk yeah. about it. We can, we have a word for it.
0: The roaring 20s, part and, two. Hey,
1: interesting though, right? Yeah. Just, we never figured out what the fuck to call any of this until literally like a month from now, we'll have like a way to talk about yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Well, I know we call the first part the aughts.
1: Nobody without some kind of affinity to steampunk actually says that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I don't fuck with steampunk, but I am on the internet. So uh yeah, I don't but know the, what but we, you don't have to
1: say it out loud. True. Okay. So that's what that's my point. I it's don't like know what we
0: call the two thousand tens.
1: The tens? I've never heard anybody say it.
0: The Yeah.
1: I think we've just become hyper aware of every year to avoid naming the decade that we were in for the last ten years.
0: Yeah, it could be. Is that what happened? It's just been such a whirlwind of a decade. It has been gnarly. Uh, We had Obama for a lot of it. So half the country was but like, this w- is
1: great and all our problems are over. But then there was also police shootings happening.
0: So Police that, shootings, uh, that was, uh, drone then- strikes, rise of the surveillance state. A lot of things that we let fly under the radar that are now in Trump's hands. Great. Uh. Yeah, it's been a weird decade. It feels like it flew.
1: Yeah this this decade flew. For, this is the first decade that happened for me where I'm like, wait, what do you mean a decade?
0: Yeah, I spent. This is the first decade of my life that was spent primarily not in the Midwest. Because I, congratulations, I left uh, South Dakota at the end of 2011. But you like the Midwest? Uh, I don't hate it. Right? I really just don't like the weather. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's actually. Less racist and more diverse than other parts of the country I've lived, particularly upstate New York, which is a uh, racist nightmare. Well, I'm from Orange County, so I understand. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, Yeah, I don't hate. Yeah, first decade I've spent mostly in L.A. I have been here. Yeah, but now I'll tell people I've been here forever. You did it. I did it. Yay! You did it. We did uh, it. We did it. We What an
1: epic episode. I
0: feel like we brought this decade to an end. Yeah, this really Jesus. Even when you shave off the pre stuff, this is gonna be like a two hour episode. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. I, I cut I, I made it five shorter thinking I would Thank God, we would have been here another half an hour. Yeah, the one uh, the conspiracy episode is twenty five entries and that one is not as long as this. Well, it's us though. It's us. We it's talk us. It's our dynamic. We hash things out, we fix problems. All of them. I don't know that anything we've talked about isn't mostly fixed now.
1: No, we can go into the twenties,
0: the roaring twenties,
1: which I do think we've hit on something weird about this decade, which was we had no. Well, actually, the last twenty years.
0: Yeah, what did they call it? In we haven't. 10? They we didn't ha- care.
1: Yeah, they were exhausted. Yeah, they were, they were in a were war. Farming all world
0: day. World the war. World- mustard gas
1: <laughs> flying. I'm exhausted.
0: Yeah, the, the the world really was on fire then. Yeah, that was a fire
1: year. That was a fire decade.
0: Oh, man. I
1: wonder if there's something to that. Like, mm. there's no, like, identity that we anybody was able to hang on to.
0: Maybe that's why there's always big wars in that decade. So they, it's a free they, fall. They distract from us. It is us. the beginning
1: of a century. There has to be something to that.
0: Yeah, and they distract from us. Uh, bringing up that we don't know what to call the span of 10 years other than the tens, the tens. That sounds gross.
1: That's why no one said it.
0: Yeah. It sounds stupid. The we're, tens. we're in the,
1: ten, it's like a high school. Get the fuck
0: out of here. The tens. The
1: ten, yeah. Seriously though. The tens need to get the fuck out of here.
0: Like if I was on the phone with someone making plans to come hang out and I was like, what neighborhood are you in? And they were like the tens out. I'd be like, no, that sounds dangerous. And yeah. I don't want to be there. <laughs>
1: sounds like something from attack the block yeah, or like why? the
0: purge. Yeah. Why do you call it the tens?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. What's that? Oh,
0: it's just because all the house numbers are. Nope. Nope. Don't even want to hear no, the rest.
1: Actually, you sound dumber. Or- you mean they're haunted? Tell me it's haunted. Then, then you've got a chance of me showing yeah. up. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I will show
1: up if it's haunted. But if it's just cool and you're saying it's cool, I'm not coming. The tens. We're in the twenties now.
0: Now we're in the twenties. It's time for another depression.
1: It's gonna happen.
0: Oh yeah. Global. But we'll still be fine. You and I. In we're, our towers. In our towers, sending these podcasts out on cassette. Shit, man. Right? That's so awesome. We're preparing. We'll send you an apocalypse box, don't you worry. A pocket box? Apocalypse. A pocket box! Apocalybox! <gasps> That's a thing we should sell with a chicken mascot for no reason. a <laughs> box And then there's surprise chicken inside There's it. like,
1: there's surprise chicken.
0: Freeze-dried surprise astronaut chicken.
1: I love that. <laughs> Pizza rolls.
0: Pizza rolls. I got some <sighs> in the freezer at my apartment. That sounds so good right now. Yeah. All right, All guys. All right. Uh, the decade's over. Don't say another word about it until we figure out a name for it. Uh, beyond we that. We don't have to. Focus on the twenties, baby. The it's roaring twenties roar again. They're back.
1: Can't wait for people to figure that out online now.
0: Practice up on your Charleston. It's Get rid of those time. bras.
1: Get real thin, yeah, ladies. We're back at it.
0: You are going to have the right to vote this decade, what if ladies. That
1: <laughs> what if it happens?
0: I don't know. Heard it here first. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything to plug? People know you know where to find us. We're here. You are like we're on Twitter and yeah. Instagram and. This podcast.
1: Follow me, uh, Caitlin Rose Cut on Instagram.
0: Follow me at Adam Todd Brown on Instagram. That's Todd with one D.
1: One D. Don't fuck that up.
0: It's all I could afford.
1: Uh, I'm on Twitter, Bossy Matilda. I'm also
0: Adam Todd Brown on Twitter. Easy.
1: Please be annoyed with me and buy someone a cup of coffee.
0: Uh. Same with Adam. Don't be annoyed with me. Just I want you. to. Agree.
1: Or just buy a cup of coffee for someone and take a picture and show me and I will retweet. Yeah, do that. That will do. Even if it's me,
0: buy me a cup of coffee. <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> gonna postmates you coffee now. Retweet that.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye to the 2010s. <sighs> goodbye, two thousand tens. Goodbye, tens. Bye, tens. We love you? Nope. No. I'm ready to not. I'm ready to move on. Yeah.
1: Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> i <laughs> the